Good afternoon, Jane. Hey, April. How's it going? I'm doing pretty well this Sunday afternoon. How about you? I'm doing pretty well too. It's, I'm I'm really hot right now because it's just high as hell out there. But other than that, it's been a pretty chill Sunday. Well, that's good. Did you do anything different or exciting this Sunday? Well, <laughs> I actually did. I actually went to look at like, ugh, I went to look at a house today. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, like, I was just biking around the neighborhood one day, and then I saw, like, a really nice house, like, a one-and-a-half-story house, and I'm like, huh. And then I just, like, I just had this desire, like, you know what? That would be, like, a nice place to live. You know? Like yeah. Nice, like, nice space and all, like, as a single person. So, they had open house today from 12 to 2. So, like, I went, I biked myself there. Like I said, it's not far from where I live. I was just like a bit right. nervous, nervous because you never know like if you have like really like a uh, shitty retailer, you never know. And so, yeah. Like, but the retailer, she was really super nice, and it, and by going inside there, like it was just so surreal, like because like I never done this thing before, like I never like like tore a house before, like and I was by myself. Yeah, that's definitely exciting. It was like a surreal experience. So, like, I was just asking enough questions for it to know. Like, I was just wanting the free information. Like, I was just curious. Like, I mean, it would be nice to have a house that I knew from, like, the situation I was in now by still still going to school and still paying for half of it. I wasn't going to afford that house. And this house was, like, very old. This, This house was, like, 70 years old. Like, it was built in 1941. Okay, yeah. And so, like, yeah, my but mother- it looks like, you know, you showed me a few pictures. It looks like it's been remodeled quite a bit. People who lived it, they actually remodeled it before, like, before, like, it was actually pretty special. Like, so they done the thing. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just so determined to, like, move, like, they're already moved out already. Like, they already lived in their new place. So they were just so determined to sell it so determined and so like I was like it was just like really nice and so like as I was like as I was like touring the place by myself like I was just like geeking out and so I'm like oh my gosh it's like so real and so like I just started planning like imagining like what like if I were to have a house like what would I do like such as like making like this one like one room downstairs like the basement like into my like music studio like, and then I, I went yeah. up the patio. Like, I plan, like, it has, like, a huge, huge yard. Like, I would plan to, like, have, like, a p- small pool. But if I was making enough money now, if I save enough money, I would have a big-ass pool. My little sister, she has a car now. Like, she could park it in there. Like, it'll be room in there, despite of all the space. But it will be room. So, like, I was just making, like, these little plans plants like which I'd never done before so like I just felt like yeah oh wow this is like adult shit now like I'm on that level now because like the reason why like I just felt like this is because like I've been having more freedom so if you guys don't know this I know we I have mentioned it a few episodes 
I am biking. Like biking is sort of like my way of transportation now. Like you know, a car like a car right. is nice. Like no offense to people who are drivers, it's like I feel more comfortable. And my ment- my whole mentality, like I felt like I was meant to ride a bike. If that makes sense to all of you guys. It you know, does like, make sense. I mean, it's very practical. It's affordable. You yeah, know. So it's so affordable, like, despite if you sweating and all, and, like, like, it saves the it's environment. Green. Yeah, like, yeah. it helps the environment, and so, like, ever since I've been biking so lately, I, it just gave me that freedom, like, it gave me that independence. Like, I explained off air with, um, April, April, like, yesterday, I, like, I was able to wake up at a certain time. I woke up around, like, 5.30, 6.30, something. I left the house 7 a.m., packed my bag and just went out there I went to the convenience yeah. store because we had a convenience store like around the course where I live which was really cool and so like I was just looking in there just like because I just like being in a convenience store I like being at a gas station so like I biked there and then like I went on the wrong side of the road but then I happened to go to the nice neighborhoods the suburbs like Arcadian and it was like very nice and I was just getting lost in it like I got my music going, like just getting, just getting lost in it. So like, I ended up at the library. Like that was a shortcut to the library. I went to the library, and it was like eight o'clock. It was just eight o'clock. So it was like a long time. And the library opened up at nine a.m. I'm like, okay, what should I do? So I, so like I'm like, huh, maybe I can check out this rock, this sex store because I was just curious. And so like right. I, rode, I rode my bike there. And then, like, it says it opens up at 10 a.m. I'm like, well, shit. So I'm like, uh, a lot of time to spare. So I have, like, I meant to bike to, like, University of Evansville, but then, like, that changed because the car was coming. So I ended up riding my bike where, like, um, Shore Place Cinema South was, but Sally had closed. So, like, I right. just ended up biking there. And then, like, there I found Walgreens. I have going to Walgreens to look for a hair product to make my hair spiky. And so, like, I was just getting hungry because I didn't eat anything because I wasn't that hungry at the time. But, like, I always got to eat something. But then I thought in my head, like, I'm, I'm going to eat something small before I get out of the house. But I did have water, though. So I did do something right. And so, like, I ended up going to, like, I ended up parking in Sonic. Like, I was just, I was starving. Like, I felt like I'm going to pass out. So I, 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 like, parked my bike there, like, behind, like, the restaurant. Like, pressed a little blend, or me a medium-sized mozzarella steak and, like, some lemonade, which is, like, really fire. It's, like, so good. Like, I felt like I was getting tipsy off of it. Like, like low-key. <laughs> like, low-key. Like, I was just, like, having... Like, I was vibing. I was just, like... Really You're just vibing. having a ball. <laughs> like, I was having a ball. And then, like, I ended up after going back to the library because it was almost 9 o'clock. I spent t- some time at the library there to check to see if a book I rented was there, but it wasn't there. So I ended up staying on one of the computers, wrote a song, and then I went back, to, back home, went inside, listened to music, and I took a nap, and that was my... So I spent all morning, and it was like, I got back at the house at around 12 o'clock. So I've been out, I've been biking all day and all morning. So, right. So, th- so that's what I'm saying. Like by by me biking everywhere, it just gave me that freedom. Like as much as like it's like my little sister who has a car, by the way, like driving to places that she wants to go. 
that's how I like that's that's my like transportation now it's biking and I wish it was more there was more infrastructure to let us like you know the United States it feels like it's built for cars and cars only sometimes I mean yeah I do know what you mean like it does feel like that I mean unless you like live in the countryside like I mean I felt like true with bikes but like when you're in the city I mean it's just cars the traffic gets super heavy and it's hard to maneuver and stuff but I'm really proud of you for branching out and stepping outside of your comfort zone and visiting a house and you know even though like it may not be something you can do now that doesn't mean it'll never happen you know it, it gives you an idea of what you need to do what you need to save and things like that to be able to branch out it reminds me like you know our episode today is kind of thinking about stuff in general that makes us feel like nostalgic you know even though Jane's talking about today when she's looking through the houses it made me think of like something sort of it was funny because of how literal I was as a child it was it made me nervous like because I didn't understood or I didn't understand what my dad meant so we were gonna look at house at, at a house and um he made the comment, well, the man we're going to see, he's, he used the term, he wasn't all there. He wasn't all there. Right. So, he was talking, like, my dad, and I was a kid, so I didn't know any better, but I was very literal. So, when I had seen the guy, he was, of course, a whole person, like, I thought it meant... And it's so silly thinking about it now, Jane, that he mm-hmm. was like half of a person. Like he wasn't all there. I, I thought like he literally meant that like maybe he was a person like I visualized as a child cut in half. You know, <laughs> that's what I that's I know what, what I visualized. Like, I know what she's saying. Like, that's the same thing as me. Like, I thought, like, when the person, like, offered the house, like, 3500 I thought she meant 3500 I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, I can afford it. But, like, if we're being honest, like, and luckily April was able to, like, uh, correct me. She meant, th- I'm pretty sure she meant 35000 And yet, I look at the paper again just now. I'm like, yeah, it was 35000 I mean, we have, like, a 70-year-old home. And it's, like, really nice. It's not going to be $350. It's not. No. No. And, like, I I thought the only other possibility was, like, the mortgage might have been, like, $350. I thought that's what you meant at first. And I thought, oh, you know, I was thinking, because I didn't know what the base price was. And I thought, well, I was thinking, I'm like, you know, you could probably swing that. $350 for a mortgage you know and then you told me no it's just 350 I'm like no that's that's 350,000 then you know like yeah, that's know. you know the neighborhood 
on that side of town, it everything is very, very marked up, unfortunately. And it, it's a beautiful house. It really is. It's a, a gorgeous house from what she's shown me. And, but a lot of a lot of homes. Oh, excuse me. A lot of homes. Um, I would say starter homes are usually uh, about a hundred grand or less. Sometimes you can get a, a decent house for fifty grand. Sometimes that's a stretch, and you have to put a lot of work into it. You they know, homes are expensive. They're expensive, they expensive, but that's over thirty years, though. So yeah, like it all depends on like where you live. And I live in yeah. I mean, I live in the east side, and like I've seen some. I live around some very nice houses. Yes, you do. You really do. I mean, you know, the area of where I live, you can find those homes that are closer to 50, 60, 70,000, and they're still ready to move in. But the neighborhoods are not as great. There can be a high crime area or whatever. Right. But yeah. And so, like, don't be... And so, for those who are just curious and about living, who still live for their parents, or, like, like there's nothing wrong with it, but, like, if you're ever interested in living at home or apartment, ask a lot of questions and research it. Also, yeah. ask, if you just want to go in, in there and just be curious, like me, like, you know, like, still ask questions and just, like, be a little naive. Ask talk to your friend tell your friend about it or your parents or either or. oh yeah definitely yeah because because yeah. April, and I, got I mean a- they can't stop anyone from looking inside you can be anyone and look inside of a house that's what it's for open house and if it's an open house they're not going to shoo anyone away they want that house gone but they're you know they'll have a price set of course and you know, there's negotiations and things like that, but they're probably not going to change a whole lot on that price. They might go down, uh, you know, a few thousand dollars. They might go up a few thousand or whatever. But I told Jane, I say, there's no shame in saving your money for now or even getting into, like, you know, I know it's tough living with parents you know sometimes because you want your own space but I said there's no shame in living in an apartment for a while I I lived in an apartment with my family we did that for gosh um, about eight years and or maybe no not quite eight years Uh, almost seven years yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that's what most people start out on. They got to build... You have to have build a credit score, too. There's... I mean, there's, like, a whole process. I think... I guess, stuff. like... I'm, I'm going to keep that in mind. Like, I'm not going to stop looking at houses. But, like, I, I do want to consider going to my original idea of living in apartments. I know we talked about this, like, in last episodes, but for those who didn't know, like, during the pandemic last year, last summer, gosh, those were dark days. Anyway, 
like um but it was also a confusing and wonderful time too it it depends like for me it, it was so like yeah so like um i i actually like i actually downloaded the app apartment.com and i just started looking at apartments now i seen some really nice apartments you know like that i could like possibly and this was before like i got this job like i was still working right. at the, i was still working at the wreck but like still like i was still considering like saving up so like that was just like a like i was just like really curious like and i was like at that time like during the pandemic i just felt like i was i was in cocoon it felt like that i was literally in cocoon and I was trying to get out. I was trying to bloom. And so, right. Like, so, like, and that was like part of that growth was like starting to like think about where do I want to live in like three to five years from now. And so I only did it for a little bit, and then I just stopped. And then I just kept on living with my parents. And then, like now, ever since like I got this job, and ever since I started being. I got a really good job that pays better than like the last job I was into. I started thinking, thinking how much I can afford to have nice things now. Like I was starting right. to think, like it gave me that confidence that I was able to afford. Like I was able to like pay off my tuition. I was able to like buy groceries, buy clothing, you know, it just gave me that confidence. Right. And you can it definitely just, start like you can maybe set set an amount that you're comfortable with of just saving and you know, you can have a down payment to a place in no time, you know. And there's just so many expenses with houses and apartments alike. I feel like apartments, you kind of have a little bit of a safety net built. Which in. I do, you know, I do agree because like stuff are just already built for. You know, yeah. you already got the free utilities, technology, but when it comes to buying a house, you got to pay for everything. But like with that rent, yeah. like you, you literally pay for everything. It depends on where you live, but you know, so I do well, agree, like. You usually have to pay for some utilities with an apartment, but not as many. Like, water, trash, and sewage is all included. And, a, okay. and sometimes even your cable is free. You'll have free cable. Uh, sometimes. But the water, trash, and sewage is, is... I have only maybe seen, like, maybe one apartment that doesn't pay for that. But they didn't charge very... They charged a small fee but it was only like $15 and as a homeowner I can tell you $15 for water uh, for your water bill is nothing <laughs> but most right. everybody else it has it's built into your rent so like you know God forbid your toilet breaks down or something or as a homeowner our our tub broke you know we had yeah. to pay a lot of money to get a replacement for our tub or you know to replace our tub if that yeah. happens in an apartment you're you know you're safe they'll repair it that's what the rent's for so mm -hmm. 
Right. And I, I do know, I know what she meant. I, I know what she meant. Yeah, I remember you telling me that story during the pandemic when it happened. But luckily, Oh, yeah, I know. But luckily, like, they do have a nice, nice bathtub now. Like, it's really nice. Oh, yeah. It is very nice. It's a very nice tub. I mean, we still did showers. And we had to patch the bottom of our tub, and we were able, obviously, we had a shower every day. But we were worried that was going to all cave in, and that was just a nightmare. But anyways, let's get back to thinking about nostalgic memories. said I had did a lot of house tours with my parents. You know, a lot of house tours with my mom. And some with my dad, and they were divorced. So I saw it was a lot of fun. And like I said, you know, I, I felt pretty silly thinking about, like, you know, what I, when I was younger. And then, but then it would get very boring sometimes, you know, especially if my parents had to talk to the realtor. And that that would get really boring. But anyway... Thinking about my childhood, Jane, I know you're probably familiar, of course, with Chuck E. Cheese. There was something better than Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, there was. It was called Discovery Zone. What is Discovery Zone? I thought it was the channel for some reason. Well, there's the Discovery Channel, but no. Discovery Zone is like... There's a huge ball pit, and they um, they liquidated, went out of business, went bankrupt in, like, 2001. And I think the one in the Evansville location went out around 2000. So I was, like, 11. And, okay. uh, and so I was, like, 10, 11. Um, by the time it, it closed down, I felt like it was during the winter time and okay. they made an announcement they were going to close. So they had it and then they had like the main area, like um, it looked like a, a mountain and you could climb up it and then you could slide down in the ball pits and kind of, I, I mean, there was no water. But my brother and I used to kind of swim in the ball pit. Like, we would go underneath all of the plastic balls and, like, move around and pretend like we were swimming. Okay. That's how deep the ball pit was. I mean, probably it was, like, actually pretty deep. And then, so, similar to Chuck E. Cheese, you know, they had... They had a ball pit, which Chuck E. Cheese ended up taking theirs out. But then you could climb. Like, you know how, which McDonald's still has, like, play places. You know how you can climb up stuff like that at McDonald's? It was like that, yeah. except it was bigger. And there was it's, netting. So you past- were climbing on, on netting, if that makes sense. I'm so glad you mentioned McDonald's because that sparked a memory. So, like, I remember when I was a little kid going to McDonald's. Like, I would go to the jungle gym. Yeah. I just just remember it just felt gross. 
Like it felt. It can. Sticky. I mean, it, like it, it felt. It felt really gross because, like, it was like sticky on the sides. Like the sides were sticky. But I. Oh yeah! Like, if if they don't clean it, it can get really nasty in those things. So yeah, like and like when I was younger, I used to always like go to. Like, that was, like, my dream is to go Chuck E. Cheese. Like, that was, like, a dream of mine. And so, like, I was... The craziest thing is I never went to Chuck E. Cheese when I was, like, a, a child. Like, I actually went went to Chuck E. Cheese during my, like... Well, actually, I lied. Like, I was, like, 10, 11. I actually... Okay, yeah. I so, was, you're at least... I'm familiar with it, but I went to Chuck E. Cheese during my adolescence. Like, the beginning of my preteen years. And so, like, yeah, I, w- I went to it during like a birthday party, like my friend's brother's birthday party. But I never went to it when I was a child. But my sister has. But I just ended up staying home for some reason. Okay, I understand. So you were I, I, you were an older kid. Yeah, I was when an you older went. Kid. Yeah, I was an older kid when I went. Like my preteens, adolescent years. But, like, what I'm most recognizable, like, that was really better than Chuck E. Cheese, was Gay Town. Yeah. Yeah, I can talk a little bit about that before, like, they became Gaddy Town. Like, I know uh, one of the locations before that, but I wanted to go back to talking about Discovery Zone for just a second. And tell okay. you about like there was roller slides that were like rainbow in color, and you rolled down them. And but if you sat the wrong way, they kind of pinched your butt <laughs> when you rolled down. If you okay. sat the wrong way, but if you sat down flat like you're supposed to, you didn't get pinched. But yeah, there was tunnels you could climb and stuff. But that's all I was gonna say about that. It was just freaking awesome. I'm going to have to send Jane like some Google pictures later. But going back to Gaddy's, there was just a place like in Boonville that was just called Mr. Gaddy's. And it was like the original thing. And it had games and stuff like Chuck E. Cheese, but they were cheaper. And you could win a lot more tickets too. And it was just a little tiny little place. It's not as big as what, like, the new one is now. I think the old one closed down. I actually went to, like, Gaggy Gaggy Town. I don't know when it opened, but it felt really new. Like, yeah, it was really new when I first went in because, like, it was the talk at the time. Like, it was really popular at the time I was growing up. And I was in sixth grade. I was in middle school when I went to Gaggy Town. Yeah, the one here where we're living in now like it's huge it's huge compared to like this little little tiny restaurant it's the same food but they basically just expanded into like a lot more games their games are more expensive now the the pizza is still really good though for the most part yeah actually i i lied I, I was in seventh grade. I was in seventh grade when I went to this. Sixth and seventh grade. Like sixth grade. I was in middle school when, when I went to Gaia Town because I don't have time to think about Asia. Sorry guys. But anyway. Yeah. Like when I first went to Gaia Town, like it was such a fun experience. Like 
it was like something I've never been to before, like never experienced before. Like they have this theater, like the most memoric, like nostalgic thing that I could remember was the pasta. The pasta was really, 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 really good. Oh my god, I'm glad you mentioned that because I have a funny story when you get done. And so like in like the soda too, like getting like the cups, like the soft cups and just getting soda, the pasta and soda was like so good and like the pizza too and just like playing like these little games like winning these small prizes. Like I don't know if there was coins, but I it it was whatever. It was like it's the food that brought the most like not nostalgic feeling inside of me. But like what's your funny story? Okay, when we had I'm gonna call it the old school gaddies. And we went to the little tiny one before they built the new one, the one you're referring to, which I've been to the new one several times too. And like I said, the food hasn't changed at it it didn't change at either locations. They had the same same pizza, same pasta, all that stuff. Um, the only thing that had changed was the like ICs. They added the ICs at the new lo- location, but the old location didn't have those. Anyway, my brother and I made the grossest combination, Jane of at Gaddy's we had we had chocolate pudding and spaghetti and we would call it chocolate spaghetti oh my gosh we would only do that at the old school Gaddy's like we don't know why we did that I think what happened was we got some spaghetti noodles and we had gotten, we got pizza, and then we had pudding as our dessert on the side, but we didn't like, we didn't put the pudding in the bowl. So I think the pudding kind of scooted by the spaghetti, and then we accidentally tried it. He's like, you know, hey, I'll try it if you try it. I'm like, okay. So I, I dipped my noodle in the pudding. And I forgot about this, Jane. I'm really happy that you talked about the pasta. Because I forgot I did this. And. Oh my god. I'm like, this is actually really good. And our dad. See, I don't know about you, Jane. But my my dad was the one that did all this kind of stuff. Like, my dad was into playing the games at Chuck E. Cheese. He liked going to, you know, Gaddy's. He enjoyed going to, like, the discovery zone place when it was open my dad was like the he tried to have a lot of fun with my brother and I and anyways he was just shaking his head like you guys are so gross yeah like by you talking about that was I mean I mean like I'm sure it pretty tastes good like hell I wanted to try like that buddy's uh dessert holiday holiday um spaghetti by just watching the movie oh so no judgment here no judgment here yeah. it just really looks good but like speaking of like things that used to be fun that goes into bankrupt and maybe think about <laughs> it made me think about torture us oh my oh, god girl oh, I forgot about that oh, yes Toys R Us 
towards you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. Tor- Tor- I'm getting silly now. You sound, you, that that was really weak. That was oh my gosh. Do I? That was weak, Liz. That was weak. That was. Where's the? Where's the? Never mind. Oh my god. Where's the spunk? Yeah, where's the spunk? Like yeah, like like you're like yes. I'm like girl. The fuck? <laughs> I had a Daria moment of fear, enthusiasm. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh my. But, I'm overcome I mean, were, with you, emotion. I mean, yeah, I mean, you were getting there. With all through, all jokes, guys, you were getting there. You were getting there. But anyway, like, I remember <laughs> I was in high school. No, I was in college when this happened. I Yeah. Like, I, I was older. And, like, I remember the, the whole downfall. Like, I was in community college when this happened, for sure. I, for sure, and I was in college. Like, I graduated after this. Same. When, same. When I was just I, older. When I found out through the news, 14 News, that Torture Us like was going to bankruptcy, I was shocked. I was shocked. It, it dis like it disappointed everybody on the and it was like it wasn't just Torture Us in Evansville. No, it was Torture Us like everywhere that was going everywhere. to everywhere. Everywhere. And ever I was just seeing the reactions with people. Like the disappointment, like the memories and like I I was one of those people because, like, I remember going to Torture Us when I was younger, like, playing, yeah. playing with the balls and, like, having, like, wearing this, like, birthday cap, like, a giraffe cat, buying, like, Barbies and getting a balloon. I loved like, Barbie. Oh, yes, my God. Like, that was my birthday. favorite. And, like, how I bought some, how I wanted to get some Play-Doh. So, like, yeah, those kind of things. Like, I have, like, really good, good slash bad memories there, but, like, it was just crazy that it was like going out of business. I was like, what happened? Like, 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 like what happened? Like how, how, how was like, I was like, everybody's like thinking, how am I going to take my kids now? Where are we going to get the toys now? And that's like, that was like the main conversation. I I know, I know. Like, I agree. But honestly, if I'm going to be honest here, as much as Toys R Us is freaking awesome with their selection and all, I am not very surprised they went bankrupt. And I say this only, I'm not saying I agree with them being bankrupt. I, I'm not saying they deserve to be bankrupt at all. I'm going to be clear about that. But like, I'm not surprised because of Amazon and freaking Walmart. Yes, that, and that was having toys like that ruined the game for them. It truly did. Freaking Walmart. <laughs> I just, I, I do agree, and that's what they said. And like Jason Penney's too. Like speaking of nostalgia, like they were like, they were like going, they were like at that alley going to Baker C. Like they were heading that way. They were. I'm surprised they, it didn't. It didn't with the pandemic because that place just went down but like getting back to Toys R Us just for a sec like okay I remember when my dad had to take my brother and I to do his errands and stuff and so one of the things he did was take us to Toys R Us and I remember like when I was younger 
the Spice Girls were so freaking popular. And they had a Barbie doll collection. Of, you know, five Barbie dolls of them. And I, that's what I wanted to get. The Spice Girls. And he's like, you know, well, we'll get you two now. And then uh, in a couple weeks, you know, if you guys are good, then you can, uh, referring to my brother and I, you know, my brother got a toy and then I got the Spice Girl toys or whatever. And he's like, you know, as long as you're good, in a few weeks, you'll have all of them. Well, I guess him and my mother had called each other. Like I said, they were divorced. And it was during his weekend. And I guess she went out. And she went ahead and got the other ones. And I came home to a big surprise. Of having those. I was shocked. I was really shocked. I was so grateful. I was like the happiest freaking kid. And... But now, like, I got to the point, I I stopped playing with Barbie dolls, you know? You just get to the point in it as a kid. And I have, I have regret because when we, my mom had yard sales all the time. And I ended up selling those dolls. And now, like, I kind of wish I would, I I had them back again, like, just as a collector's thing. Right. And I, I know what you mean. Like, speaking of having things back. Is there anything that you experienced in your childhood that you miss and that you wish you can, like, retain that? Honestly, like I said, probably I was very nostalgic about those dolls. And honestly, uh, you know, going to Discovery Zone, I wish I could go with my kids. And, like, you know, even before this pandemic, I think they would have a lot of fun. Like I said, Chuck E. Cheese got rid of their ball pit and Chuck E. Cheese's company actually ended up buying a lot of the bankrupt um, Discovery Zones and they ended up just flipping them and turning them into Chuck E. Cheese Um, and then of course like I miss I truly miss watching movies with my dad like and my brother and especially like I watched the movies he would watch were very sentimental to me I don't get very sentimental very often but I watched my girl one and two and the music in those movies they literally give me chills oh I didn't know if you felt the same way with something, Jane, like I was going to have you elaborate I, I on if the, there's movies or music that you watch with your family that you really enjoy. I felt so, yeah, I can mention that in a bit, but I remember watching, so like, back when I missed, one of the things that I truly missed my childhood was ABC Family. Yeah, I I miss ABC Family. Like Free Four is cool, but ABC Family was the shit. And what was so best about ABC Family was the thirty one nights of, of Halloween. But like my favorite oh thing, yeah. But like one of my favorite things about ABC Family was like having a Harry Potter weekend. It's like it's it's how I got to Harry Potter in the first place by those marathons. That's what I miss. It's having like oh my god 
my That's husband why- James would watch those when they had that he loved them so much yeah and i loved them too and that's how i got into it like and that's why i miss a lot like that's why i used to miss you know like back when like harry potter was like coming to an end and abc family was coming to an end like i've missed that like feeling and like i've seen like i've seen a lot of movies off of abc family such as the breakfast club such as teen witch but yes. like, my girl was one of those movies that one into was one of those movies that I saw on ABC Family. And like I felt the emotion, I felt that sentimental, like when she lost her best friend. Like I just like yeah. by him like being a stun of bees, to me as a child, and I was a child too, that was like very traumatic. That was like very oh, traumatic. Oh yeah. Because like like he was like I think he was like allergic and like and like her just I just felt her pain during the funeral because like she could recognize him even without his glasses like she recognized him and she just like started broken down but what's so funny to me is like she had a crush on her (laughs) t-shirt oh no yeah I know like Like, I I related to that so much though she just got so she just got so jealous and just tried to like she was like literally shoot her shot like she was like eleven. Like yeah. she was shooting her shot. Like oh my goodness, and she was like trying to sabotage the relationship between him and his like dream girl. I'm just like, girl, you're eleven, chill. But I get, it. I was, I get it. I I do relate to. It. I had a crush on my like eighth grade teacher for the first time, and like that's like where my hormones were just like going. That's like that was just the awakening of my of my sexuality, but like, but like back to you, like how? Tell me more about your experiences with the movie. Well, it was just very nostalgic, like I said, and I watched it with my dad, and then I found the job of like the funeral home stuff kind of fascinating. Like it just didn't weird me out that much, you know. Like, and then. You know, I had always thought that maybe I would work in a funeral home, as weird as that might sound, but I ended up not doing that because we actually, we don't really have any programs around here that does uh, mortuary science or anything like that. And then, um, I don't know, just the memories of watching the movie with especially my dad and my brother and, uh, connecting to Veda you know I felt sad for her because she didn't know her mother her mother died in childbirth and just felt like you know those movies were just so they were just so real and raw because not only she she never met her mother she like uh, you know she lost her best friend because he was allergic to bees and then, of course, the second movie, when she tries to find out about her mom, she goes to Los Angeles. And, like, I was watching some of that the other day on Netflix, and I didn't finish it. I might finish it tonight. My Girl 2, and she's 13, and she goes on a plane from Pennsylvania to Los Angeles, and she stays with her uncle. So she's not, like, totally on her own, but... Her and I guess eventually what becomes her cousin guy, uh, 
you know, they explore Los Angeles on their own at 13. And I'm like, oh my God. But it's just, uh, it's just very sentimental. It's so hard to describe. But then I, you know, my dad would tear up when she, uh, when she saw videos of her mom or like on the film, the film reel, you know, before we had digital film and I didn't understand, but now that I have my own children and, you know, and I think about my own life and just kind of, you know, stuff like that. Then I feel sentimental, and then I think about memories of my mom, you know. And of course, my mom is, um, but I empathize with her character of never being able to, you know, meet her mother. And I think, you know, I was always worried. When I was a kid, I was just such an anxious child. Hell, I'm an anxious adult. But I uh, had always worried, well, what if something happened to, like, my mom? Because that's the kind of message that a lot of movies put out. Is... Right, and, like, I know what you mean. And and I was the same way, like, as a child. Like, I was very anxious. Like, what, like, for example, like, I remember reading the story. And, like, I missed the national... I miss those times where, like, I used to, like, watch these movies, like, these cartoon movies, like, that was, like, made from a book that's from a movie, like, these animations, like, Chicka Chicka right. Boom for for example, but, yeah, I remember reading a book, this is based off a book about, like, the older lady who ate everything for some fucking reason, and so, like, I remember watching the film as a child, and like this, and I read this at the library, McCullough. And so like, I just sort of miss those times like where I just go to the library and just get some tapes. But nowadays, like I just rent movies and I just stream it, which is cool and all, but I just miss the feeling of going to the library and just renting some tapes and just seeing it on television or on your computer, but particularly a television. I miss that moment. Yeah. Like those are like, it just, I love going to the library, but like, Anyway, like seeing that film, like her eating everything, and then when she ate a fly, like she she ended up dying, like actual dying, and just fell, and then like the ending just show her funeral, like the grave. And remember, I was a child, and so like that traumatized me, and so like and I was like, right. for some reason, like I had a balloon, and I was blowing a balloon, and I was like so afraid that I would like swallow the balloon, and then like I would just have surgery. And then I will act like, what if I actually die? Like, I was like really scared, fucking scared. And then, like, that's the same thing. I too. bet, like, yeah. And, like, that's the same thing, too. Like, I had a dream of dying that I died. Like, when I was, when I was like at elementary school, I, I dreamt of dying for some fucking reason again. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I literally remember that dream now. Like, I think about it. And that's why, it's, like, I was like, yeah, it's weird when that happens. I mean, I've had similar dreams. And that's why, like, I was just so scared. But like, back to the movie My Girl, like, that movie reminded me of another movie. Now, this movie I seen also younger, and this was like on like 
the channels that I used to have before we we started streaming movies. This is when I miss when we have cable. That's why I kind of yeah. miss having why I used to have cable. And so like, but it's okay. Like I do I don't like I'm not that very I don't miss it as much. Like we just move on, but I just miss it. But like I remember like when we had cable, like this is I'm just being reminiscent at the moment. When I have oh, when yeah. we had when we had cable, we used to have like these movies like Showtime and HBO. Same. That's when, that's when we had cable. So like one of those channels is the Man on the Moon. This is like what Reese Rinsburn. This was nineteen ninety one. This is when she was a teenager. Like she was like in her preteen. She was fourteen years old, and her character was fourteen years old. So the Man on the Moon takes place in Southern Southern Louisiana, down in the South. They just moved right. by. She had an older sister who was a teenager. And so, like, she had this crush on this 17-year-old man. Mayu. She was 14. They were, and she was 17. And she was, like, growing up really fast. Like, she was just, like... She was, again, like... Like the other movie. She was shooting her shot with this man. Literally. And so, right. Like, and so, like, they ended up sharing a moment with each other. Like, they ended up having, like, their first kiss. And so, like, but then, like, I can tell, like, the awkwardness because, like, the age difference. He just felt, like, so ashamed, like, after that kiss. Like, he should, like, could, you you know, you, y'all, y'all know. Yeah. So, like, so, like, um, but what's so sad about it is, like, like, when she was, like, went to see him, like, when she was, like, smiling. They, it ended up being like a love triangle because like the, the friend like the that person this guy like ended up being interested in his sister because the same age you know it's more practical that way and so like she was just being jealous like she was just being angry and so like when they caught when they caught each other having sex like this was like the aftermath having sex not with them being the act like she just sort of like ran away and like he was just so happy like at the moment like after they had sex like the sister she didn't see it but like she's seen part of it and so like right he was he was about to pick something up but then like like he was about to like he was distracted and then like he got ran over by a tractor and he died and so like oh my god she was so so the younger sibling sibling was so devastated that she ended up being having remorse for her sister because she felt like she caused his death because if she wasn't if he wasn't distracted by her then he would have been alive and so like but then like they resolve it in the end you know so yeah like that kind of thing just reminds me of that movie just reminds me of that yeah yeah that makes sense and then thinking about I as trying to think of the particular song that like gave me chills and it's the song uh, Don't Worry Baby by the Beach Boys I I seriously get freaking chills and that was in the second movie I'm pretty sure at the very end of My Girl 2 but there was another song that did too but I'm like I'm having a brain fart moment I can't think of it yet but that's there okay. was actually there's actually a movie that I used to see when I was I was fifth grade when I seen this movie and this was like a PG-13 movie it was like really mature it was adventure right. and babysitting 
It was 1989. And yeah. I, and, I, and I got this movie. And I was like, I was like 10 going on to be 11 years old. It was like winter of 2009. Yeah. And I, and I seen this movie and like the, like the, the main song, the theme song, and then he kissed me. That like, that just, I just love that song. Like it just, it, it, it grew into my soul and like, even thinking about it, like I just remember it. It just that song is just like ingrained to me. It just brought a lot of, lot of memories to it, not nostalgic feeling to it. Nostalgic. Yeah, I and understand. So, so, I actually saw on one of the little websites on Facebook. I, I want to say it was one of our local radio stations, but I don't remember. But that that part's not important. It, it asked the question which celebrity death like hit you the hardest and thinking oh, about the past oh, like oh I got it I got yeah. it there was, there was actually two of them there yeah actually actually there's one of them that hit me that truly hit me but there was two of them that hit me in a way because like I just it was more of like a shock so two of them was Michael Jackson I remember. Oh my the God! Day. Same. It was same. like June. It was two. I was, I was ten years old. It was summertime. Right. I remember, like my mother, like drove me, and then she heard his step on the radio, Ugh. and it was just, it was just a shock. Another one. I was um, twelve years old, like. I was 12 years old. Whitney Houston died. It was February. Right. Right. And so, like, and then, like, I knew, I knew about Whitney Houston, but I knew my parents knew about them. And so, like, I literally saw in my room, and, and like, in the next room, like, in the family room, my parents were watching a movie, and I literally called them, like, y'all, y'all, come here. Come here. Like, that yeah, was another... That... another that was tough and Michael Jackson especially was tough because I saw the whole thing play out with Michael Jackson like the whole situation but his funeral literally was traumatic his funeral was traumatic yeah it gave me I don't think I could watch the whole thing the same thing with Whitney Houston like I saw both of the funerals both of the funerals gave me traumatic chills yeah. Another thing, and I didn't know these artists. Like, I started listening to them after they died. Okay, yeah. Like, I had a couple, or I answered a couple of different celebrities, even though, like, like I agree with yours, too. I mean, it definitely, like, there's just too many to list. So, I, I picked my top two ones but that I oh, remember. Oh, also, too, like, I... And also, too, like, there's two more. And, like, this one artist who I'm going to talk about, well, she was really, like, the daughter of Whitney Houston, Millie Bobby Brown. Right. And let right. me tell you this. Like, what's so, like, what's so interesting about it is that, like, by knowing that she died, I knew, I knew that within days after that, my uncle was going to die. 
because he was in the hospital at that time and I I don't know why but I just had this intuition that he died so like when they told me when they told me that my uncle died I knew like I just knew I just started breaking down I knew yeah so by by discovering her death like I that gave me that intuition and another thing like one of the top four the last four like the last one that like really like shocked me was uh yeah the death of, was the death of Mac Miller I right I I never heard I heard this man I heard one song of this man and like right it really just broke down because like that was this kind of thing about like wanting to live about like it just it was crazy like I was just going through a lot lately during that time it was 2018 right like I said like I told fall of 2018 was like really the most emotional time for me because yeah. like, I was just going through all these growths I was just going through all these awakenings and to have a, like an artist who died at such a young age it just adds to like the anxieties of it all and so yeah oh yeah my, I know those are my top four so what were your what are your top four I would say one of the hardest hitting ones as far as a musician goes was Selena and that was in 1995 so I was only six years old and it was she died two weeks like almost two weeks before her 24th birthday so I remember it was like it was uh March 31st and it was a few days before my sixth birthday so I wasn't quite six yet but I was almost and so and then she had an April birthday too and I remember them talking about it at some point on the radio but the hardest thing Jane was they released two of her English speaking songs on the radio like roughly um, two and a half ish months after she had passed away so they had to release it posthumously and when it came on the radio like my mom was listening to it and she would turn it up really loud and she would cry and then like I felt sad and to this day the song um oh my god like it's in my it's in my head why am I having trouble with the title of the song dreaming of you and I can fall in love with you I cry I get hysterical I I feel like I literally feel pain like shoot up my body is crazy because it's weird because she had the most one of the most beautiful voices I have ever heard for a female artist she was incredibly talented she was you know actually born in Texas spoke English but her dad taught her how to speak Spanish and how to um sing in Spanish and learning a new language is really hard so she was incredibly talented and bilingual and she's beautiful 
So that hit me hard as a child. And then the next one was probably equally as hard was Chris Farley when he oh died. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, he died in 1997. It, he died around Christmas time, like a week before Christmas. My dad... My brother and I were just playing with our toys. And my... It happened during when I was at my dad's house. And I remember it, like, yesterday. And... Like... He's like, guys, I have some bad news. He's like, we're not going to be able to see movies with Chris Farley anymore. And we're like, well, why? And they're like, he had passed away at his, I think at his hotel room or something. And we're like, why? You know, we didn't understand. And dad gave us the diluted version but it was actually a version that scared me more was dad said you know he was overweight so like I was terrified of like if I was overweight like I had it stuck in my head oh my god if I'm overweight I can't be overweight what if I die when there was a lot more behind the scenes going on than that a lot more you know, see, he that was... kind of fear, too, I relate to that a lot because, like, that's why, like, I was very, like, self-cautious on my weight because I remember a movie Same. that scene of, a, like, a back, of, of an overly obese guy. He was eating, and then, like, he's, his heart stopped, and then he died right at that spot, and that was traumatic. And that's why I became It's traumatic. So, yeah, because so, then, like, you know, I was not necessarily overweight as a child, but then, like, I worried about, like, my mom, because she was overweight her whole... After she had my brother and I, she had a really hard time with her weight. And I worried about, like, my Aunt Sherry and, you know, stuff like that. And, like, so it really freaked me out. What he didn't say was that Chris Farley had used a tremendous amount of heroin and cocaine. And I'm not bashing him. I'm just giving you the facts. And as an adult now, I understand that's what triggered, you know, everything. That's what got everything going. That's That was the actual cause of death, was drugs. It wasn't... His weight was a contributing factor... But it wasn't the ultimate factor. And see, I'm real straight with my kids, Jane. Like, I'm straight about stuff like that. You know, I don't, I know my kids are young and I don't tell them the gore. But if they ask about an actor and what had happened to them, you know, I will say, like in, in an instance of Chris Farley, I said he took too many drugs that were bad for him and he needed help and he tried to get help. And, you know, like I try to say it in a way, I said it wasn't his fault, but he, you know, it was just, it was just a bad mistake kind of thing. And yeah, like- and yeah, like recovery, it's not easy. 
It's just not. No, and uh, I've known people that have been able to recover and other people that haven't. And so I try not to shame anyone in that situation. But I don't want the kids to think, you know, if they eat a candy bar, they're going to die. Right. I you mean, know? I mean, that would be kind of dumb when you think about it. It's so right, like, of course, of course. But a child isn't going to have that logic. They're going to think, you know, a child from a child's point of view, oh my God, well, if I eat junk, I'm going to get fat and I'm just going to die. So, like, that's why it bought the, his death bothered me so much because I was so young and I didn't understand. And the thing with Selena, she was young too, but my dad was more blunt about that situation. He was like, well, the woman that they hired to do her fan club was incredibly jealous and she was had some mental problems and her jealousy ate her up so much that she decided to be very vicious to her friend by killing her. And that's actually closer to the truth than the Chris Farley situation. You know, right, right. Which that situation itself was incredibly dumb. Well, sorry, not dumb, but it was petty. The Selena situation. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Like it, it was just so brutal. It was so brutal, so bad. What was another death that in fact impacted you? I would say also these see all these deaths were like clustered within like three years of each other. Selena was first and then the same year Chris Farley died earlier in the year was Princess Diana's death. I watched the funeral of her death because my mom really loved her and then I had seen some of that funeral Jane if you can imagine I was in third grade watching this funeral on freaking TV with my third grade teacher in my class. Like, and I saw Elton John, like, on the TV, you know, playing his song and saw her casket there. And, of course, it was closed. But I couldn't imagine, like, my daughter who's in, you know, she's going into fourth grade tomorrow. I couldn't imagine, like, you know, her seeing that. (laughs) That's crazy. But, hey, I hate getting off on this note, but we'll probably have to do a different part maybe later tonight because I have to finish up dinner, actually. Well, like, we can actually, like, do it, like, how would you feel about doing it this weekend? We can do it this weekend if you want. That's true. But hey, guys, I'm sorry that we kind of went to like a morbid area. Yeah. But unfortunately, death is part of life. And unfortunately, but you know, sometimes we just need to talk about these things because it helps us grieve and move on. I mean, it helps us grow, you know, like it really does. And like, I've been scared of death, like, part of my adolescence based on what I've witnessed. Yeah. But like, but like, anyway, we are, this is gonna be, I don't know how this is gonna work with last time, 
but I will do a better job like publishing it like on timely like I'm gonna publish like I'm gonna publish so we're recording this today on Sunday but you guys are gonna get this like well you know what I'll I'll publish it will make sense like I'll publish this like afterwards so yeah you guys are you guys are gonna get this like in the evening time well it is evening time but later in the evening so what we can do if you want Jane this could be our part one and everybody can stay tuned for part two next week. How does that sound? So that gives you like some cushion with your classes and going back to work. That that sounds really good. So yeah, we are. So yeah, next, is it next weekend? Yeah, we'll do this next weekend. I know typically we do every other, but we're kind of, this is us catching up guys. This is us catching up. Yeah, so. and like, and plus, like, everything, like, our schedule, like, I go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, and I will, and I catch jobs here and there, um, like, usually twice a week for subbing, so. So, so yeah, I hope you guys will enjoy this episode, and, like, don't take things too seriously. Don't, like, don't, like, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly, just... Live your life to the fullest because as we have talked about, we don't know, you know, how long everything is, how long things last. And so just enjoy yourself. There are petty arguments and grudges and stuff. We don't have time for that. (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah, just let things go and just live your life and don't let it ruin the happiness. Like, find people who you can fuck with. Do your be on your favorite shit and be yourself. Yeah. So yeah, I will see you guys next week. You guys have a great rest of your Sunday evening. You as well, April. You too, Jane. I hope you have a great start next week, and we will definitely be in touch, and we will text soon. All right. Bye. Bye.